Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is July 4th. Happy 4th of July, everyone. This is one of my all-time favorite holidays and so I hope you have an incredible day. May we all remember that Heavenly Father inspired the creation of this country so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we have, but also for the purpose of the restoration of the gospel. Without the freedom of religion, there wouldn't have been that unusual excitement around religion that led Joseph to wonder what church was true and led him to the sacred grove. But also, without that freedom of religion, Joseph would have been jailed or killed for saying that he saw what he saw, and anyone who followed him would have met that same fate. I am so grateful for our freedoms and for the establishment of this country that we can have the restoration of the gospel in our lives today. The restoration and gratitude for freedom really just go hand in hand. This is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block. Next week, we're going to be in Alma chapters 30 through 31. That's right. You heard me right. Only two chapters tomorrow, which is going to give us the opportunity to dive super deep into these chapters. And I am very excited. So today we're going to take a look at Alma chapter 29. This is Alma's famous lament his desire to do more and to be more. So let's take a look at verse one. He says, Oh, that I were an angel and could have the wish of mine heart, that I might go forth and speak with the trump of God, with a voice to shake the earth and cry repentance unto every people. Yea, I would declare unto every soul as with the voice of thunder, repentance and the plan of redemption, that they should repent and come unto our God that there might not be more sorrow upon all the face of the earth. I think it's such interesting timing of this chapter and of these desires of Alma. Remember, the sons of Mosiah just returned with thousands of converts. And remember, Alma's own mission to the Nephites wasn't nearly as successful in terms of numbers. But I think it's important to check out his motivations. Alma wasn't saying that he wishes that he could teach the whole world so that he could have thousands and thousands of converts and everyone could know him. He's lamenting all the souls who are missing the opportunity to come unto Christ. He is devastated for his brothers and sisters who will continue to be lost, continue to not know where to find salvation or where to find true joy. And truly, I believe that this is a desire that comes into the hearts of everyone who develops a testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe not to this degree that Alma's feeling it. I don't think I've ever thought, oh, I wish I were an angel so that I could scream it from the rooftops. But I have thought, oh man, I want to serve a mission so I can help people know what I know. Or, oh man, I love this friend so much. I want to teach them so that they can have the happiness and joy that I feel. This is a feeling that comes with conversion. President Grant said, I believe that every Latter-day Saint who has received a testimony of the divinity of the work in which we are engaged has the same feeling that Alma had, a desire that all the world might hear the testimony of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. When men and women receive a testimony of the divine mission of the prophet Joseph Smith, they are anxious that all the world should have the same knowledge and faith. They are anxious that the gospel should go to every honest soul. And there is no other labor in the world that brings to a human heart, judging from my own personal experience, more joy, peace, and serenity 
than proclaiming the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is what Alma was feeling. This incredible conversion that made him want to spread it to the entire world, to help them feel what he feels, to know what he knows, and to experience what he has experienced. So he goes on in verse three and he says, but behold, I am a man and do sin in my wish for I ought to be content with the things which the Lord hath allotted me. Now this scripture always made me laugh. Here we have this incredible prophet who has this amazing desire to be an angel, to teach the gospel to all the earth, to help convert the world to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's like, oh, I shouldn't wish that. I'm sinning in my wish. He's worried that he's not being content with the opportunities that he's been given to teach and testify. Now, I think I have bigger sins, bigger problems, bigger weaknesses to worry about, but I love Alma's purity and his sincere heart that he's worried that he's not content with the gifts and the opportunities that he's been given. Remember in Philippians chapter 4, verse 11, Paul says, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. Alma wants to teach the world, but he's also realizing I need to be content with the opportunities that I have to teach and to testify. Elder Maxwell once said, true spirituality helps us to achieve balance between being too content with our present self and the equally dangerous human tendency we might have of wishing for more enlarged or impactful roles. So I think that that is why Alma says, ooh, I'm, I'm sinning in this desire, because he's realizing I need to be content with the opportunities that Heavenly Father has given me. That doesn't mean that he's not striving to do better and to be more, but he is content with his chances and his opportunities. Then he goes on in verse four and says, I ought not to harrow up in my desires the firm degree of a just God, for I know that he granteth unto men according to their desire whether it be unto death or unto life. Yea, I know that he allotteth unto man, yea, decreeth unto them decrees which are unalterable according to their wills, whether they be unto salvation or unto destruction. Now, I think it's super important to realize that this doesn't mean that God gives us whatever we want. That would make us spoiled children, and it would make him not that good of a father. But he does allow us to make our choices based on our desires. Elder Maxwell once said, righteous desires need to be relentless because, said President Brigham Young, the men and women who desire to obtain seats in the celestial kingdom will find that they must battle every day. Therefore, true Christian soldiers are more than weekend warriors. Some of our present desires, therefore, need to be diminished and then, finally, dissolved. When it comes down to it, We work towards what we want the most. We put our time, we put our efforts, we put our thoughts and our hearts into the things that we want the most. And Heavenly Father allows us to make those choices, allows us to work towards those things, whether that's to our blessing or to our detriment. But He allows it because that is part of the plan of salvation to let his children make those choices for themselves, to let them work towards their desires. My friends, I testify that our Father in Heaven loves us, that he loves us enough to let us choose for ourselves, 
But I also have a testimony that he, like any good parent, hopes and prays and is anxiously waiting for us to choose what he knows will bring us the most happiness, what he knows will bring us the most success and joy and peace, both in this life and in the life to come. Thank you so much for listening today. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Mm-hmm.